Welcome to episode two of Struggle to Connect, one woman's experiment in curing depression by having conversations with her friends. In this episode, I ride my bike over to Sarah Cahoon's house where we play a game of chess and have a chat. We talk about soft rock, competitiveness, what it means to be there for a friend, dyslexia, bipolar disorder, and being gay and a musician while trying not to be a gay musician, that funny line that exists there. So here's our conversation. Capital Hill Station. Can I get a deluxe fry, a medium coke, and two ketchups, please? Deluxe fry, medium coke, and two ketchups. Crossing Broadway. Walk sign is on. Crossing Broadway. <laughs> Here I am at Sarah's house, and we're going to maybe play some chess and have a chess and chat. Um, talk a lot of shit. Talk a lot of shit. Okay, I can do my part. Chess and chat. Chess and chat with Sarah and Amy. Well, which one do you want to be, white or black? I like black. Okay. Oh, really? So, you're probably wondering why I'm at your house. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I started doing a podcast because, as you know, I've had a a, a rough year. And... And, um, and I haven't known what to do with myself. So I started talking to people in the street because I'm portable. You know, I ride a bike. Mm-hmm. They carry sound equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and I was interviewing strangers, but strangers were kind of like, I think I need to change microphones. This is so long. Look at me. Who cares? No one can see you except for me. <laughs> and anyway. <laughs> That's pretty good. So. Looks like a big. lollipop so yeah so I'm interviewing strangers in the street and then I realized that they're super boring to me like they just didn't have anything good to say then I just started talking to my friends and then you go at like pike and pine at about like 11 or 12 at night yes (laughs) oh really (laughs) people would be saying a bunch of ridiculous shit yeah they did actually but I found well what I did find out was that pike pine is all about like after hours shit yeah Yeah. um so anyway I was interviewing people at pike and pine and drunk people and so I just started just talking to my friends and the reason I started talking to my friends is because I was feeling super disconnected because I basically had this complete meltdown did and I didn't know how to connect so I just started talking to people but the talking to people my friends turns out is way more fun than talking to strangers yeah I can see that yeah so I mean sometimes you might get a good one but I mean that's why they're your friends because they're yeah entertaining right entertaining and so I thought I'd put up a podcast that nobody would listen to (laughs) perfect (laughs) that means you can say anything I'm gonna I'm oh good yeah good so then anyway I'm on my bike I'm riding around here I am at Sarah Cahoon's house we have a chess board in front of us, <clears throat> so we're going to be playing some chess, because Sarah plays chess. Now, let me explain a little bit about what I know about Sarah Cahoon, <laughs> and that is, you know, most people think of her as, you know, the gentle woman of song. <laughs> the gentlewoman of song. <laughs> but she's just like a chess shark and also a chess shit talker. Yes. Shit I think I'm better at that. You are good, but your your game is like really bumped. 
I have, really I good. think that I just have my moments. I don't know. Half the time I, I'm like, I'm just making a move and then I'm like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Oh, you think it was good like after? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I'm like just not thinking about things enough and then it totally works out. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, why did right. I do that? Well, I'm impatient and I'm just like, oh. I think we both suffer from impatience when it comes to, to yeah. chess. But chess is a game of patience, so we're impatient. Well, but you know, the, I, know, I still think both of our games are improving despite us being erratic and like. Impatient. I think so but, too. You know, because yeah. well, you're a competitive person. Maybe people don't know that about you. That's another one of your bad qualities. It's true. It is true. It's really annoying. <laughs> I think the older I get, though, I'm not as competitive. Mm. I, am, I am in ways, uh-huh. but. I don't know. Now I'm just like, I guess sometimes I'm, yeah. In good I like to keeps win. Keeps you going. Keeps you going. I like to win, but yeah. I feel like I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm, I'm fine not winning. Hmm. Sometimes. Really? Guess what? E4. This always. Always. Always E4. Yeah. yeah. To your E5. Boom. One of these days. It's so weird playing, because we always play each other online, so when you actually play... In, on a board it's the weirdest thing i think like in person it's like what the and for hell? those of you out there that don't play chess this is called otb which means over the board oh so there's actually an acronym for over the board do i need these anymore no you don't you don't want to wear them Make i find sure. wearing headphones with glasses is really annoying <laughs> That's something I'm, I just, you know, I've recently learned about, and because I haven't been wearing them very long, but it's really annoying. Headphones next to a microphone. Are you trying that. to teach me how to do things? Uh, no. We, well, the other thing about Sarah <laughs> is a long time ago, I used to go to Sarah's house with. Remember my iMac? I had an iMac. The kind when they it was a G5 iMac, the kind that you could like put in a box and carry over, like it. That was my idea of portable. That's what I have. <laughs> yeah. So I used to bring my little Pro Tools M-Box and my iMac, and I'd <clears> go to Sarah's house, and Sarah was super shy. And super so, shy. Super shy. And then she'd stand against the wall and sing songs with the lyrics half written. But I couldn't tell yeah. because she's such I a good I think I would mumbler. actually face the wall. You did. Sing, you oh, the wall. sing to the wall. Yeah, you faced the wall. You faced yeah. away from me. Well, it could have been multiple reasons. <laughs> you could have yeah. just been facing away from me because it's you. Because I'm annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Or. I think it was yeah. a I mean, I think it was a just combo of both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's really funny. But those were. And then, yeah, I didn't have lyrics on half the stuff, and I'm a good mumbler. You are a good mumbler. Matter of fact, I call Sarah the Elizabeth Frazier of of country music. (laughs) Elizabeth Frazier of the Cocteau Twins, where you can't Uh, hear anything she's saying. (laughs) That's what you do. And, you know, I can I'm getting better in my older age. You're good at the mumbling. Well, no, you mumble when you don't have lyrics written, but then you write lyrics and you actually sing the lyrics. It's true. But when you don't know if the song's written yet... Yeah, I have mumbled lyrics. Yeah, but they're kind of awesome. (laughs) Which, you know, later on I might dig one out. Yeah, mm, great. You know I have all that shit. I know you do. (laughs) Who knows what you have? Oh, my God. A lot of shit. That's scary to think about. Wait, you you win already? Okay, I didn't, actually. That's you. Oh, I didn't mean to okay. do that. It is my turn. All right. Deep thought with Vanderbeck. Right. Uh, and then...
you know that's my new fave mm -hmm. that's my new favorite move so this morning i was on the way here and i um <clears throat> stopped to get coffee at vivace and i asked them if they had any questions claire was there uh -oh. So she wanted to know, <laughs> what would you do if you weren't a musician? God, that's like, what would your, that's a really good question. Um, I would be really depressed. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, I really like computer stuff. Like, I feel like I could get really into like coding or coding something. and designing or something or mm -hmm. I don't know I mean I don't know how to draw so I don't know if that's what I should do but I just I feel like I could get into that kind of stuff but I also like I love photography but I mean that's really hard to mm -hmm. you but are I kind always, of techie yeah more like, so than I know how to make coffee I don't have a lot of skills you know so if only people were a little bit cooler yeah I mean coffee gets really annoying mm-hmm it's really great, as you know, Yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But then people are just, they just can be really jerks. I think that you and I share this. We both love to serve people. Yeah, Make totally. people beautiful food, make people beautiful coffee, mm -hmm. entertain. Right. But only the people we want to do it for. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and as soon as somebody makes me feel like a servant, yeah. I get pissed because I'm not from a wealthy background so it hits all my issues around like uh, I get that way too though but I just feel like it well I think it's like Starbucks has had maybe some to do with this too just because it's turned into such a robotic thing and mm -hmm. people and I get it people are just they're super tired and mm -hmm. they don't want to talk to you half the time but mm -hmm. it's more just that minute of being like hello even like a hello instead of just being this total dick, you know, yeah. like, like barking like out not, an order. Before. You're not even there as a human being, you know, <laughs> but I was going to bring up Starbucks just because, you know, I think I was on like Spokane. They have those cards that you can now order. It's like an app and you could order your drink before you even, oh, you know, you'd yeah. be like, boom, I, I put my order in. Uh -huh. So then you just show up at Starbucks and you don't have to talk to anybody and right. you pick up your coffee. It's like an Uber. That, yeah. And like, I get it. I feel like that's that's cool in a lot of ways, but not for, like, I mean, that's, like, a lot of people's jobs, you know? Like, how depressing is that to just, I don't know, especially if you're working there. Well, why not just go to Safeway and pick up a six-pack of those Starbucks? Yeah, I don't know. It just, Frappuccino thing. It just seems really gross to when me. I, a couple years ago when I wanted to open this coffee place down here, um, do you remember yeah. down 50? Yeah. And Lisa was like, yeah, you should do this Uber model. You should have people order ahead. And you think it could be really cool, but then you always also should care about the person that's right in front of your face. I feel like it's cool if, if that's what you do. If it's all you do. And that you have a small place and people don't really hang out there. It's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a slippery slope, you know, of yeah. like that's where you're more of a robot and you're more of a non-existent person mm -hmm. and people are just so robotic and well you like, already don't talk you don't, to a barista at exactly like it's just like yeah but that's what's happening to even in like a lot of cafes it's like a really great places people go in and they just i just feel like they don't know how to interact with people because they're so used to like you know being well, like where's my fucking coffee you know right 
And the, well, yeah, there's that thing where people want their coffee really fast, but it's like, what it, do you want coffee really fast or do you want to have an experience? And and I think we're just stuck in this weird place because it used to be about the experience, right? Because it was new, yeah, and exciting, mm-hmm. and and people wanted to go out and talk to people. But now it's like if I start talking to somebody in line, yeah, I'm a human being and I'm just going to make conversation with you. Then they look at me like, yeah, why are you talking to me? I mean, I, I get it in ways, I, especially coffee, you know, coffee's different because people are tired or half the time they're like, they haven't quite had their coffee yet. So right. of, of course they don't want to talk to you. Do I need a, um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, yeah, they don't have to, like, I feel like people are not, they're just like, that is starting to go away from our society in these ways of yeah. just, you know, human interaction more, you know? And everyone's, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. I don't know what happened. No, there, no, 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 um, no. I mean, it's, it's something it's, that's, that's it's bothers both me. of us a lot. Since yeah. We've served, I mean, I, I met I met Sarah. We both worked at Vivace. So yeah. that's where we first met. So we made coffee together. Yeah. So we both have a lot of opinions about yeah. that. But you know, I think that both of you, you and I both do actually like people. Yeah, a lot, totally. And so, and I feel like we we're both always like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, or "Hi." Yeah. You know, most of the time, people were great, yeah. and I think it's. And you're kind of shy, so that you know you could go out and make coffee, and then yeah, that gave you a reason to be talking to people. Right. Totally. I found that it's interesting, just like the difference of, you know, because when Watertown turned into a bar, uh-huh. that was like my first time working at a bar, really. Uh-huh. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but it was just amazing the difference of bar customers versus coffee customers you know because very different i just think people are ready to be out and about have a beer and Mm -hmm. i just feel like everybody knows to tip a dollar you know (laughs) and then you have coffee people that are just waking up and maybe you know they had a hard night or it's it's just like an interesting dynamic of didn't you think so like i felt like it was like people were much more interactive with alcohol well yeah of course Uh you know I mean, I mean, it was definitely interactive. Yeah. With that. I don't know. It's, so, it's, it's people are. It was, I mean, I liked both. I liked bartending and I liked being a barista. Yeah, me too. In mean, one, you're a creature of the morning and the other, you're a creature of the night. So totally. It's very different. I always worked in like, what, the happy hour too. So I never got the real dark late night. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's weird. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I've run into three people in the last two weeks at AA meetings who blamed Watertown for being a blame. They were like, oh, Watertown. Oh, really? I was like... Oh, you mean why you're there? Well, you mean- I mean, I just thought it was funny that they were... That was part of their... It was a pretty heavy drinking place. I think it was pretty nuts. It was pretty crazy. I mean, that whole experience was just... It was a great, amazing place, but it went through so many different ups and downs and... I mean, I'm, I'm glad that so many people reached their bottom there. Yeah, <laughs> not was, glad, but but it was. I mean, it, it has it had like a lot of really good highs too. Like yeah. I have, I mean, it's it's a lot of it, people loved that place. Yeah, because there was nothing like it, and they never knew what the hell they were gonna get. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel. But it was a grab bag. Yeah. Totally. You never know if you're going to get kicked out or if you're going to be able to get your coffee or what. If you're going to get coffee or margarita. Yeah, or, or margarita. Or a, what was it? A boiler maker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big on the boiler maker. Yeah. yeah. But. Shit. I'll take it. 
So another thing that you and I share is a love of soft rock. <laughs> yes. Oh, I should yeah. put some soft rock soft on in rock. the background. Um, I love 70s soft rock. 70s soft rock. Yeah. And I had made a playlist uh, when when I owned Watertown and Sarah worked there, we always listened. Well, we listened to a shit ton of Jackson Brown, but we listened yeah. to and a shit ton of Glenn Campbell. Yes, and then a lot of early Rush. Yes, and then, oh, yes. <laughs> which which isn't soft rock, but still, but still. But Sarah likes to air drum to it. But don't tell anybody. Yeah, it's a secret. It's a secret. But wait, Glenn. Oh, but I made this playlist called Slow Jam Bone. Yeah, which I'm. 70% done reconstructing. Oh, so you're going to have it. that playlist back. I loved that playlist. And then we'll have to see if Megan likes it. I feel like I almost could think of the first song, too. The first song was, was um, Hey 19. Yeah, how does it go? You, <laughs> the Steely Dan one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how it goes, though. Um, we can't dance, we got... Uh, we can't talk at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Betsy would be like... This. Yeah, a lot of people hated our soft rock, but I don't care. You know, oh, fuck that. I've come to peace with it. It's like I yeah. love it. I love soft rock, and I love seventies soft rock. Just you're the song that I always of the song <clears throat> of yours that for me is in that genre is um oh, I'm sorry, but what's the title song of your second album? Only the days long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think hmm. it's because. It, it totally has a 70s quality. Yeah. And when it stops right before... Uh, um, huh? What is it? Darkness only uh, comes comes in waves. waves. Okay. Right before you say that, it kind of stops. And then um, it just has this like Fleetwood Mac quality to it that I really like. When you wrote that song, I really felt like you were channeling your inner soft rock. <laughs> totally. And it's, I think... I feel like I channel... I mean, maybe a lot of my songs don't sound like it, but it's definitely like a lot of influence in my songs. Yeah, I don't. It's not like I model my songs after it, but it's the yeah. music I listen to in a lot of ways. You know, in a lot of old '70s. I love the '70s in general. You know, I feel like my favorite is the '70s for the most part. I love all that country too at that time. Right, and I know and that you're a big fan of not only the songwriting of the '70s, but the way it's recorded. It's kind yeah. of got totally the drums just are so good yeah totally and you're a drummer so of course <sighs> of course of course yeah. that matters because the 80s had that weird teeny mm-hmm. it started thing. to get a little bit it started to get i think they learned about reverb more <laughs> it just sounded like more yeah a little bit too precise right or too um too perfect i guess yeah where in the 70s i feel like a lot of it was just really just dry and clear and like yeah more flat yeah flat or just good. yeah just goodness yeah and uh kind of de- lo-fi kind of dead but like i kind of like a dead room drum yeah. like a fleetwood mackie d- dead room drum versus totally. a vibrant um mm-hmm. it, it depends on the song but i feel like it's coming back though yeah a little bit did you move i did i took you your oh. oh i better think hmm. so have you gotten around to watching maria bamford show yet or not no okay it's kind of funny because another well another reason that i'm doing this podcast where am i going here don't listen to sarah she's just trying to think so complicated (laughs) 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 um no i want to watch it i've i've been really into the sopranos and i'm almost finished 
but this uh, podcast also, you know, I was diagnosed as bipolar too. And that was a very interesting to find that out mm-hmm. after all this time in my life. But, you know, Sarah and I have been friends, what, 11 years? Yeah, a long time. Something. And we've also been roommates. So, you know, and we've worked together a lot. So I think that it's funny look, looking back because Sarah used to do this thing with me that is very, <laughs> that is totally telling that I was going into hypomanic states. It's I'd get into a certain state and she'd go, we had a code word, kind of like how people have a safe word, and she'd go macaroni, and then I had to like calm my shit down. <laughs> so if I was going into a certain state, you'd have to say, Amy, macaroni. Yeah. And I'd have to. And, and then I feel like you would like snap out of it. I would have to dial it down. Or I just feel like you were like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I like, wouldn't realize I was going into some kind of like weird yeah. spiral. Yeah, but no, um, yeah. the diagnosis really helped me because now I can see things. It was kind of like that Maria Bamford show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's interesting to watch when you've actually had some of those experiences. Yeah. And But you were diagnosed with dyslexia mm-hmm. about four years ago, was it? I don't even think Something. it's been that long. but But that was like huge. Yeah, it was, like, really eye-opening, like, well, the duh. Yeah, but don't you think that the... Not duh, but, like, oh. Isn't it? You know. But don't you think, given the dyslexia thing, don't you think that looking back it seems so obvious? Yeah, totally. Don't you wish you would have known? Yes, I do. And when you first get a diagnosis with something that reveals your own self to you so so much it's hard not to obsess on it or make yeah. a podcast about it no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> because you're god damn it I wish I would have known this and that a little earlier but the yeah. dyslexia thing I remember yeah. it being it, you know for the first year that you found out I mean it was just like you know we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. because it impacted your everything that you are I mean thinking that you weren't a good student or a good reader or yeah. this or that I mean yeah I was just like Okay, I I have, like, some ADD, you know, like, definitely looking back, no, I mean, there's a lot more going on there that I think when I found out more, like, figured it out, I was, like, it made me feel, like, I don't know, like, really proud, you know, in a lot of ways, like, that I've been, like, been able to get where proud I am. Proud because you can you know, overcome. Like, yeah, and, like, you know, I used to really beat myself up, and, God, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just not book smart. I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. Uh, I'm not going to do this. And, you know, I still do that sometimes, but it's, like, and it's not, like, an excuse now, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a factor, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's, that is... It's nothing that I'm going to use as an excuse or, you know, it's more of something that is a part of me. Right. And just working on it, you know, like getting better from it. Do you feel like like now that you know you have it, that you can function better? um, Or do you think you can function the same but... Um, like just coping or getting by versus really thriving, you know? Yeah, I think I think I'm more aware of certain things, and like I think that I've I mean I've had to work really hard to get kind of just to push myself to get out of 
some of the the ways that I had to make myself feel like not giving myself enough credit or worth or you know right just never feeling like anybody else you know which I know a lot of people feel this right but like I think for me that's something that I'm aware that I need to push myself to like not do those things and just to push myself to like be better in right. general right that it's okay and working on do you think it helped your self-esteem to know like um, it well one do you think it harmed your self-esteem when you were younger yeah I definitely think it harmed my self-esteem in that sense you know thank god I had music and you know if I didn't have music then I don't know because I was awful in school I the only thing that I was good at was music right and that's what drove me to really push and like gave my self-esteem a lot and like push myself to like get to where I am you know it gave you a thing you had yeah. the drums but like if I had to like you know work in certain jobs or like do something I mean I would really struggle and obviously I have to work like a lot harder to to kind of get to where a lot of people would be really easy you right. know but it's the same as like somebody trying to be a musician maybe it's not as easy for them but right you know I think everybody learns in different ways and I think that's I do think when I was younger, like I, I did hurt my self-esteem because I just I I never really felt very smart because I did awful in school, right? Barely made it through, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew that I was very street smart, you know. I was a very good kid and like kind of had my stuff to together in that sense. Mm-hmm. But when it came to like you know a lot of even like sometimes writing sentences was sure. not not the spelling you know all that yeah, shit. and that's hard um you know it's just been been a challenge and thankfully i've had really great people in my life that have pushed me into like you know yeah learn things and like well, get yeah, and i really places. feel like you've you know you've gone from you go from coping and just getting by <clears throat> to going well I, oh okay i don't assimilate information this way because i'm dyslexic yeah and, and yeah and i'm not gonna f- I don't have to feel bad about that anymore. Right. I'm now free of feeling right. bad about that. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Like, yeah. Just like, oh, it's like a relief in ways, just right. like knowing that it's, it, this is why things were harder in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I don't always talk about all the time mm-hmm. with people, but I think that it's a part of me and like, I still feel weird talking about it sometimes. You yeah. Know? Like, I think it's, one of the more important things to talk about, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. like, just there's so many people that are like, oh, my God, I have a book report due, and I just can't read as fast as everybody else yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And what the, I don't remember the exact quote, but, like, Einstein said, if a fish spent his life trying to climb a tree, he'd think he was stupid. Right. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, I, I was always like, well, I'm not dyslexic. I know how to read, you know? Right. Like, what? But that's, that's not that doesn't what, make sense. Like, but looking into it, it's like, whoa, that's, I mean, there's so much more to it's it. It's not about just reading. It's, reading. it's a very it's, complicated. Every, it is. There's so much for everybody. different things. It's not just I read backwards or whatever. Like, right. I mean. Well, my sister you know. Jenny's dyslexic. And yeah. She always thought she wasn't as smart. Yeah, totally. And it it's, really took a hit on her it's self-esteem. Confusing. And I think the same, too, is like when I got my diagnosis, you know, because I, I tend to do things that are really like rash. Then I feel bad about it. And I feel and I usually I have a knack for pissing people off. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. 
<laughs> yeah, but then but, you beat yourself up about it. Right. But now I'm like, now I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to like wipe the slate clean. Right. And just, <clears throat> you know, start over. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, with your dyslexia diagnosis, I mean, I thought about that a lot when I got my diagnosis. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it just is so enlightened. This is so enlightening. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, like... Now let's move past this. Exactly. Like, you know? Yeah, totally. Very It's very interesting. Good. I was... Um, Mary... Uh, God, I can't think of her last name for some reason. She's uh, She sang that same love song, you know, with uh, Macklemore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, she's Mary, super... Mary Lamb? Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, yeah Lambert. Right. She's, like, so sweet. Like, I, I follow her on Twitter and, you know, like, Instagram. And she's just... She's one of those people that's just, like, always so positive and, like, just, like, doesn't care if she's a bigger girl and, like, just... She's kind of just, like, one of those inspiring people that I'm, like, sure. you know, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But she... Um, I think it was on Instagram yesterday. She posted a picture of her, like, looked like she'd been crying. And she wrote this big thing about being bipolar and, like, how, you know, she goes through all these things and how life is difficult. And, you know, like, I was like, whoa, how she can cope and, you know, she has to do all these other things to just, like get by the day and you know do it makes daily life a lot harder so i was like i was i thought that was like really brave of her to even say do that you know because well, i didn't know you know it's but it's um since i got my diagnosis i've been trying to gobble up any information i can like i look mm-hmm. for people that are mm-hmm. or I read about it and i like so try i was to like find, oh you should you know like and i will check out yeah. mary lambert's stuff there, there's this weird thing with the internet not just the internet but social media and i'm stuck in a place between that social media thing which i kind of wish i had an app that would ask you a list of questions before you posted something yeah i know and i mean and i'm not on i go on and off social media i'm i'm off right now but i go on at different times but I want to connect with people and I want to be open with people and I want to talk about things that matter. And then there's that whole thing where people are like, oh, TMI, it shuts people down. Mm-hmm. And it's also really shaming. Yeah. So I want to be open and talk about things, but not because I want to be open and talk out of some desperation because I feel pretty good right now. Yeah. It's well, like- I think social media can be not really the greatest place, you know? Yeah. Like it's great in a lot of ways, but I don't. Like I I I took Facebook off my phone, which has yeah, been great. Yeah. It's off I my just, phone. my I'm, battery life is way better. Yeah, now. I'll check it like on my computer, you know. But yeah, Facebook is depressing, but it's such a part of everyone's life. I mean, it's how you you know check in with your friends and yada yada. But sometimes it's so people are just such dicks in a lot of ways, you know. Like especially and Twitter, yeah. You know, it's like and with politics, with forget about politics it. right now is like it's just gonna get worse too yeah so wow i'm trying to you know breathe not post anything about it just like you know but it's i get so annoyed yeah you know totally can't what's the point of me getting mad at everyone i don't want to lose all my friends right or whatever you know like anyhow it's a it's a weird world yeah i i do better off of facebook but then when i go off i also realize that i missed this party or i missed this right. thing or i missed this show yeah you know totally. I, I won't know like 
that Betsy was playing at Chop Suey or whatever. Yeah, and I so, mean, um, it's true. Things like that, where even though Betsy, and we're talking about Betsy Olsen, the shredding guitar god of talker and shit talker and piano player which she busted out the piano at the last show and sarah plays drums for betsy um which which people should catch more i I feel like those betsy olsen shows are this kind of fun little secret that happens in town where all these cool people come out and then you play the drums and it's it's just a great night and a party but it's like I i think people would be sad that they didn't know about it you know because her shows are so good Betsy's great and um but yeah so I'm trying to connect and I'm also trying not to like you know just try to find that balance of like since I myself was searching 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 and I listened to a lot of podcasts Mm -hmm. um that I don't know I just wanted to be able to talk about things that mattered with mm-hmm. me and my friends totally that's how i am i i just like find myself more just pulling it back just trying not to like be on it so much i mean because it right. it it can like it's just, especially if it's just on your phone you're just constantly oh yeah i mean you're just fucking around your phone rush. all the time i yeah. mean at least i am in a lot of ways and i'm like what the fuck am i doing this is ridiculous <laughs> like you know it's so stupid yeah really yeah, you know? I don't want. I want to try to find a way to connect without social media, but I know it's but so it's, hard. It is hard because I was even talking to people about dating, and the people I was talking to recently basically were telling me that there's no way for me to ever date without going on Tinder and all that stuff because that's just how people meet now. Totally, and they don't even. I think that the art of flirting is like gone. Mm-hmm. Making eye contact with somebody, I think that that's gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think huh. people don't do it. Well, and yeah. I think if you do it, they don't know what the fuck you're doing. They're like, why is, why is that girl making that weird face? Why did she look at me like a half second longer than she should why have? Why is she squinting? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> but, oh, wait, it's my turn, right? I, I think it is my Yes. Turn. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and make that move? Make I know move. what you're doing. Oh, you, you, you hate that, don't you? Yeah, I do. First, uh, let's see. First, I'll, first I'll pin you. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know you hate, everybody hates the pin. So um, can I ask a few questions about your new album? Album? Sure. Um, I got to listen to it. Super psyched about that. Yeah. And um, it's like so awesome. Oh, thanks. I love it. And um, I love it too. And now it's just that time between like having it done and yeah. and label shopping. Is that what you're doing now? Or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of that and just trying to yeah probably release it in the fall and hopefully yeah maybe even self-release it i don't know man i don't even know how all that stuff works it's a lot easier these days to do that yeah yeah there's all there's companies that are actually set up to like help you do that too do you feel like there's a lot more options right yeah yeah well i've had a lot of labels come back and be like well we're really you know we're really full in the fall but we might have a spring you know which would right. be a whole year from now which that would be so and long. i think i might like i don't even know what would I mean, happen it, if, I, if i had to do you, it has to come out before christmas because i gotta no. give it to everybody as christmas presents and i'll just i i would be absolutely so depressed and you're gonna be like 52 by then i know right <laughs> and i'm gonna be so over it i'm gonna be like i don't like these okay, songs anymore i'm making a electronic record now or something i don't know ah, i shouldn't have moved that uh, i should have uh, okay. Mm, I'm gonna do it anyway. Should have done it a move ago. Damn it! 
The other thing I was going to say about like, you know, we're getting a little wiser these days. I'd like to think. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, when I, I, I went through a real rough patch this year and I got to say that you yeah. have been a very good friend to me. Oh, well, and you know, you. I love, I give you a, I love to give you a ton of shit for being an asshole. Cause you are a great a motherfucker. It's that's true. But I got to say, and anybody out there, when your friend is going through a hard time, check in. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that, that, that means a lot. Well, so. I think, I think that a lot of times I feel like I, I'm a good friend, but then I'm like a, not a good friend. Like I, th- I kind of get out of touch with my friends and I'll tend to, I don't think that, I think, I think that you're there. You're there when I need you. And the other thing is you don't, you aren't physically around that much. You're a homebody. You're out of town a lot. You yeah. do a lot of different things. You're busy. You're, you're in high demand. Let's face it. You know, you are, I mean, like you, especially since you started, yeah. since you and Megan got together, you know, you're a busy lady. Yeah. You know, and that's good. Yeah. But I think just even like, it, but it's the little tiny things that matter. It's not the big things. Yeah. If your friends just like, that's why I love playing chess with you. Yeah. Because we play chess and we chat. And then the chat just sits in a little box totally. and it's not like a, when you text somebody, you feel like they have to answer right away. Right. And then you feel like you're bothering them if they're busy doing something. Cause I've been right. with people who are like, why the fuck is my, my phone is blowing up and then yeah. you get all mad and you don't want to be that person that's blowing up somebody's phone. I tend to have a lot more time on my hands than a lot of other people do. Yeah. So, but yeah, just like, just the check in. Yeah. Is, I think is nice. I... I mean, I I would like to think I'm a good friend, especially if somebody needs me. I would, yeah, be there. But I know sometimes, you know, I am not the greatest friend. And I think like everything that went on with you, like it was kind of like I just obviously love you so much, and I just yeah. like I always want to be there for you, and I never want you to like feel like alone, and because you have so many people in your life. Yeah, that, and I can feel alone you know, no matter. But the I think it's the the if i could it's the uh what's the word um consistency yeah i see other people a lot more than i see you necessarily we see each other in fits and starts yeah i mean we kind of have a daily check-in because we because of the you know totally the chess and the shit talking yeah (laughs) but um but i was thinking about you know friendships and i have a lot of like really good friends yeah you know so but everybody has a different way of showing it. And I think a lot of people feel yeah. like, but I wasn't, I didn't physically come by and bring you chicken soup. It's, well, it's not always, everybody has a different way they support you. And some right. people, you just know, they don't even have to say anything. Yeah. But I'm only bringing this up because people just need to check in with their peeps. It's so true. People are on the Facebook, people are on the mm-hmm. Twitter, people aren't, you can get really sucked into social media and forget about checking in like mano a mano in like a real way yeah yeah you know and connection right now and in this early days the nascent days of like social media i think that the fact that i can get really lonely and disconnected only is get i think social media made that way worse yeah during that during a a dark time in my life totally and i think that I don't know. I just kind of want to remind people. I'm going to take a little public service announcement good, right now. That's a good one. Check in with your friends. Yeah. Check like in chess, on those. Yeah. You know, if I needed to get a hold of you, obviously I would be texting you. Yeah. Just, but 
And don't, do, okay, this is, a, and how does, you've always liked these puzzle games like Sudoku and stuff. Yeah. And, and chess, obviously, you're kind of a chess monster. But, like, I wonder, I don't know that much about dyslexia, but do you think it might be a way that you calm your brain down or something? I think so. It definitely, like, it's kind of my my way to just, like, even though I'm, like, having to, like, use my brain in these ways, it also just, like, maybe, like, calms me down or mm-hmm. just calms the world down around me. I think having things more like this is a way for me to, yeah, like, calm my... Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, like, I just get super into games. How old were you when you started playing chess? Man, I don't even know. Who taught you? I think I was actually pretty old. It was when I was on tour with Patrick, so I must have been in, in my She's 20s. She's speaking of Patrick Park. Patrick Park, the, the freaking chess <laughs> mongol of the world. <laughs> he is a very good chess player, yeah. I haven't, but I haven't played him. Yeah, I haven't played I don't, him in I need a while. To, I need to hook up with him. I know. Yeah, I think I played it young when I was younger, but right. not like I kind of knew things. But then Patrick started to kind of show me some stuff, and then I got like super. And he's a bit of a, a student of chess. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he, ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I can give him. But that. I think I beat him once, and it was like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> once, maybe twice. Uh, I think more girls should play chess. I agree. Like, I'm on, you know, on chess.com, it's like dude central. Total dude it's central. Like, they're, you know, some of them are nice. Some of them will chat with you. Some of them won't. Yeah. Um, I had a guy. I don't think know, anybody chats with me because of my picture. <laughs> Sarah's Sarah's picture on her chess.com profile is special. You, is special. <laughs> it is. Oh, like the ugliest it's, thing in the world. It's 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 like wonderfully hideous, but it yeah. would put anybody off, and I love it. Every totally. time I look at it, I I'm filled with glee because it's like yeah. the funniest picture. Yeah, and, I did a bunch um, of weird shit to my hair, and and then I just look completely crazy, <laughs> and it totally works because no one talks to me. <laughs> I had a guy I can't even remember what country it was start flirting with me because I have a just my regular profile picture that actually does look like me but the but then kind of insulting part is of I have a picture of me that looks like me then he actually asked if I had female genitalia <laughs> so oh, I don't know what to think of that I don't know why he would Dude. he just went there I'm not I don't know I don't, I don't know what he wanted then I just said can we just play chess and not talk. How, okay. Do you have male genitalia? <laughs> Jeez. So now I tend to chat less with strangers on chess.com. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Mm. Oh, you moved your king. Huh. Well, that's all I could do. Yeah, well. I think. Got to bring out some of the firepower. Develop. And for those of you out there, you gotta own the middle of the board, develop your larger pieces, don't start attacking too soon. Of course, we, I love attacking too soon. Yeah, I'm like, you've totally been attacking me. <laughs> Within seconds. I have a question for you. Hmm. You know how some artists, you know, uh, Betsy and them played with Chris Purica last mm-hmm. week or whatever, and some people just draw such a gay crowd. Totally. How? 
How does how is it that Chris Purica gets all these gay women out, and then is it because of your chess.com profile picture? Yeah, that, that, that nobody's <laughs> interested in you. I know. I think, well, she you know she went to college in war. I don't know if she went to college there, but she she grew her following. I think she's from Connecticut, and then uh-huh. she grew her following in Northampton, mm-hmm. which is super lesbian town. Oh, okay. So you know. What's that college there? Is it Smith or Yeah, there's a whole something. bunch of those. Well, I just think that yeah. that's, you know. There's a lot of women's. Yeah, and, and like just you have tons of friends and I don't know. Because you've never I been don't really in the have closet. A... No. But you've never been in the closet, but but you aren't like. It's, it's really just funny to me how some people are like gay musician or like. And I then, think for and, me, like yeah. I, when I, you know, I th- when I just starting playing more and touring more like yes I mean it never really came up in interviews right but I mean yeah I've always been I've always been gay and out Mm -hmm. but I think I was also I didn't want to I think I was always careful of and obviously not that there's anything bad with this but like I just didn't want to be pigeonholed either right you know because it has a downside well, because you know, then men are then men can be like, oh, well, um, uh, oh, I can't go to that show, right? You know, or or whatever. It's like if you're, it's like and listening to Erasure or the Indigo Girls. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, silly, yeah. really. But I think I just like, I think I'm also a pretty, especially back then, pretty shy, right. private person, right? So it wasn't something, and like, I I always just hung out with dudes too, and I think it just was never. It was always a huge part of me, you know, obviously. I think I just made music, you know. Right. And, and it would be nice, too, though, because I noticed back then we used to watch The L Word and things like that totally. were out. Why isn't Sarah should have a song on there? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it seems like gay artists get to be on gay soundtracks. And it's like, I think that oh, I, you need some gay money. I think that I'm it. like just, I think <laughs> that, um, I think especially like ever since I've been with Megan too. I mean, it's like I've I've been much more in the in in the limelight, and I think people knew, but maybe they they didn't really. And I've like spoken about it now in interviews, right. and and I want that. You know, I'm always like, God, like where are all the gays in my show? Sometimes I mean, Seattle, yes, but like I would love to. I mean, frick, I love. You'd like to have a little I love bit more of a gay crowds. following, or a little bit more. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, right. But yeah, Jen Champion and I were just talking about this too, because it's like she's kind of feels the same way, you know, in these ways, just like. You know, oh, that getting S more... doesn't draw. What kind of? Yeah. I mean, it's a queer. Well, it's it's, it's a, a queer, queer crowd, following. but yeah, S is an interesting mixed yeah. bag of a crowd for sure. I think it's like you know she comes from like more Chris is weird too, and yeah. I think that both of us are like I. It's like I love that about Chris because it's like, you know, I'm like, damn, that's so awesome in a lot of ways. You know, just like she just has the coolest, cutest band, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I would love to get more in that scene now. You know, yeah. Like I feel like I. I mean, I want both. And just and like Jeff Fielder's playing with Amy Ray now. Totally. She's like totally the gay god. <laughs> exactly. She's a gay god. Yeah, but, it's it's funny. I I mean, I don't really I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's just I mean, I, I guess it's a curiosity to me how people get plugged in. Some people get plugged in mm-hmm. to some scene yeah. and some people don't or some people get um they get a certain kind of following and 
you just never know. It's like, you know, and and I mean, selfishly, because you're like my friend, I want you to like be super successful. One, so you could buy me stuff. Yeah, totally. No, but I, but I just thought it would be cool if you could have could yeah. be on some more soundtracks and stuff, or be in, or you know, be thought of when it's like, oh, we're gonna make this movie. Maybe we'll use a Sarah Cahoon song for it. You know, yeah, that'd be great. Why the hell not? Yeah, and they're awesome. So, but yeah, I agree. Just wanna, so okay, so you're out. I'm out. She's and I'm out. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for yeah talking thanks. to me. We can shut down the equipment and finish thanks this for game. Listening. Just a peach. Just a peach. <laughs> <laughs>